1: Well, hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to Wednesday with Forbes Factor. I know, crazy, right? If you're hearing the sound of my voice, I just got back home after being gone for another month. I haven't spent most of my year here. It's been a very, very uh, interesting time. And as they say, it's a Chinese say, and it's not a compliment, may you live in interesting times, uh, good, bad, and indifferent. And uh, having just arrived home, my head is all over the place, And if you are watching in any other place, I just want to say welcome, welcome. Today's show is, uh, you know, it is about taking a look at your life and realizing that there is a clock running. And kind of like milk, there's an expiration date on the back of your head, only you can't see it. And you never know quite when it's up. And so I've invited some of my very dear friends to celebrate. Uh, We have lost a very, very dear person in our lives. And I'm working hard to comprehend what to do with that energy, how to feel about it. We, so this show is a little celebration of, of our friend's life, of what he was up to, of how we were all tied together, and perhaps a touch on what your daily habits are and what you think about every day. Because I've hit a little bit of a wall, and, uh, and I'm not wearing makeup for that reason, because I can't stop crying. And as I've, I just held a class a little while ago and we were talking about, apparently people have lost five, six, 10, 25 people in a year. This is a very strange time to be alive. I don't know I've ever seen this many. For me, it was a year, 1999 to 2002, I lost my parents, a little boy that I raised, I gave birth to my twins. And I will tell you, those five years are such a blur and such a pain. It was very, very hard to comprehend all of that. Well, I feel like I'm a little back in that circle. I don't want to go through it alone, so I've invited some of my friends to talk about this. So let's uh let's deal with the elephant in the room at the moment. A year ago, I met a year and a half ago, I met a man named Steve Sambles. I met him in the middle of the night. He loved to go fishing, and I teach all my my prospecting, my make money students about what fishing means. And fishing means that you you go looking for new people. You go on Facebook or on LinkedIn and you connect like-minded people. It's like a networking But if you do it virtually, there's a level of fishing because where do you go fishing? Go fishing where there's great fish, like in great Facebook groups, and great places. And it's like like online dating. I'm not a big – I've never been to a bar, really, kind of, you know. And how do we find somebody? I loved online dating because you could read all about them, and it was not just meeting this person. It's very cool. Well, the same thing in professional profiles. You can figure out who you want to meet, who do you want to align with. And this crazy man reached out to me in the middle of the night uh, last year. And said, hey, uh, I understand that you're a writer and an author. I do this book series. Uh, Would you be considering being a celebrity forward? And I do that for a lot of people. And I said, sure. And then he explained to me what he'd created. And it was a series of books called One Habit. And it was fascinating. And I said to him, I said, do you have a book called One Habit for Entrepreneurial Success? And he said, no. I said, well, let's do one. And then he said, how long does it take for a co-author or a co-publisher to put this together? He said, about three to six months. Well, I had just launched my coaching business in the middle of the whole COVID craziness. And I attracted a group of amazing people. And I said to him in the middle of the night, What if I could get 100 authors in 24 hours? And he laughed. And I said, I think I'm serious. And then he sent me a picture an hour later. Now it was one o'clock in the morning of a picture, a cover of a book with a guy on the top of a mountain. I said, No, I don't want a guy on the top of a mountain. I'm a girl. Uh, girls on top of the mountain. Then he sent me a picture of a girl on top of the mountain. She looked like the Unabomber. I said, that's not it either, baby. I'm all about ideas and inspiration and motivation. And at 4 o'clock in the morning, comes across this chalkboard with a light bulb on it. And those two images have always been part of my heart. I don't know how he knew that. But I then put it out to my friends. Within 24 hours, I signed up 100 authors. Within 60 days, we had a the largest book on one habit for entrepreneurial success ever published 820 pages so today I would like to introduce a couple of my very very dear friends um, Steve was a workaholic I'm gonna say that maybe working yourself to death is not a good phrase I don't like I love you to death I don't like anything about death I just I love you and you can work all you want but let's not work to death because that's the end and the point of this conversation today is what is the point of what we're doing? What is the speed to market of your idea? Or are you someone like I was for many, many years where I let my, I had two books I wanted to do. I finally got them each done. Three years each. At some point, you can't live long enough to do all the things that you want to do, your hopes and your dreams. Are you going to get them executed in time? Will you leave a legacy? What is this all about? Well, this man, I don't think you realize that, how big a legacy he left. He touched hundreds of people. He made them best-selling authors. We're going to celebrate his life on Friday, the 17th, I think, at 1 o'clock. But today we're just talking about, I'm going to talk to some of the authors, get some of their feedback, and just, just talk, because it's a. I didn't know what else to do for our show today, because I don't want to do much of anything right now. So let me introduce you, uh, let's go one at a time, because we're not on Facebook at the moment, we're literally on the radio. And so associating a voice with a name, I want to start with a woman who... Asked the craziest question. She said, what can I do to help you? And I said, you could read this chapter because I'm not sure if it works. I don't really know her very well. She read it. She edited it. And it was genius. I thought, wow, could you read another and another? And that turned into 150 of them. That turned into three books together. And please welcome Ms. Barb Swan Wilson.
2: Hey, Barb. Thank you, Thank you Forbes. Thank you for having me on your show today. Uh, so... Um, when it comes, and, and Mel, I know I'm going to
1: lose you quickly, so I don't want to lose you, but um, when it comes to the whole One Habit book series and getting things done and speed to market and being involved in this project, what would you like
2: to say? Uh, sorry, Forbes, you talking to me again? Yeah, just Barb. Okay. Um, the, the whole getting things to market, you know, getting things out there quickly so you're on top of you know whatever the the latest trend is it's always been important and steve had a an uncanny deadline that he would put on himself to get these books out to to be able to share the author's words with the world and he w- he was truly an amazing guy his ability to do everything and do it quickly is is it's baffling uh, he, he, I love the guy. I'm going to miss him Im- immensely. You're, you're muted, Forbes. Miss
1: Mel Mason. Mel came to me last year when I decided I wanted to finally step up and start coaching more and embracing the online world. And she's just this beautiful love spirit who I met at the beginning of my journey. And... um I'm not gonna be able to speak. She said she wanted a book and she did. She ended up getting her own book, a beautiful, amazing book. Great photos. I just took photos with Ann Landstrom. And Mel, chime in here.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Forbes, thanks so much for having me. It's sad that it's under such circumstances to lose such an amazing human being that was making such a difference in the world. Um, Speed to market. I mean, for him, like I was blown away when you introduced me to him and introduced me to the book. When I had a question and I emailed him, it was literally lightning fast that he got back and he was dealing with hundreds of people. It wasn't the only book he was doing. He had other books as well because he has multiple books going at one time and he is lightning fast responding to us, always answering our questions. He was so supportive, jumping on calls. I mean, how many calls did we have where we just jumped on and talked about the process and talked about what needed to happen and how to promote it and how to, how to get the best marketing for it? He like taught us everything. He had so much knowledge in his head and so much wisdom. And it's, it's so sad to, that he's gone.
1: Yeah, and I'm I'm not even quite sure what I want to be talking about today because as I'm seeing all of your faces, I'm very, very, very emotional and it's challenging. Um, so let me continue to introduce everybody and then we'll have a little bit of a forum of talking about just how to love on people who have lost, what the point of all of this is, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, Mr. Fred Moskowitz, I met this guy sitting in a pile of stuff. I remember your first visual. You were just this, this bundle of energy and I, I love the fact that you've gone down a road with me and I've watched you just... Like, literally peel away things that don't serve you, and you are a beacon for so many people who want to get on podcasts, who want to know about money investing. Fred, welcome to the stage. Thank you,
4: Forbes. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be on your program today. <clears throat> it's been such an incredible, incredible journey, and fun, too, right? I mean, what's the point? We all work so hard. You got to have fun. Otherwise, it's, it's not worth it, Right. And that's what it's been. It's, it, it's been wonderful. And I love the idea that we're, we're highlighting about <clears throat> Steve's way of speed to market. Just incredible, amazing. Uh, he, Steve was such a visionary. He would have these ideas and then he would push so hard to have that idea and turn it into a shipped product in such a very short time, right? I, I was involved in the, the COVID One Habit book, which uh, it, it was
1: like two or three weeks total from wait, So guys, what, what he's referring to is we have a book here called uh, One Habit to Thrive in a Post-COVID World. It came to me in the middle of the night and said the title. I said, this is great. We had 100 authors. And Barb, you edited every single chapter. We had 100 chapters in what, 18 days.
2: Delivered, and, delivered the first book yeah, in 18 days 18 in
4: days, and it was right in the beginning of the pandemic. And it was at a time where you you couldn't find any books about COVID yet, right? Except news, news publications, but no books.
1: Crazy, and, right? Yeah. We so, I mean, do you want to talk about the one habit concept. Let me just introduce everybody else. Miss Inga Goodman. Inga, Inga. The most beautiful, amazing woman all the way from across the, around the world, in my home world called Russia, uh, she brings a very unique sensibility. And again, I'm watching a lot of little caterpillars here who have become massive butterflies, massive butterflies in my presence, which makes me the luckiest kid on the block because I got to be the facilitator. I got to be the whatever, but I got to be the witness. I got to see magnificence. I And I talk about all of you like I brag about my children. I do. I brag about Mel's photos all the time. I just do. I am brag about Inga and her clothes and Barb and edit. And it's just, I. that's how I love on you guys. I cannot believe I feel like mom, but I am. Like,
5: this is crazy. So, Miss Inga. Thank you so much, Forbes. I cannot be more honored to be on your show. Come on. What's more exciting and epic than hanging out the f- magnificent, marvelous, Majestic, one and only Forbes Riley on her own show. I've been only dreaming to come here. I couldn't figure out what would be the most important thing that I would want to convey to your audience. And when you said Steve Semblitz and habits, daily habits, I said yes, because I can talk about habits all day long and what they mean to you. We cannot talk about good habits and not mention uh, Steve's name. He was the man who gave a whole new definition and dimension to human habits whatsoever, right? And he would always be known to the rest of us as a man who changed the world, one habit a day. He is a man who we all call legend, right? He lived big, he played big, he had a personality bigger than life, He was the one, what we call a success story, right? If you remember uh, Les Brown, once he said, life has no warranty. Oh boy, was it uh, Steve's uh, life motto, right? Yep. He didn't stay long here, but he accomplished a lot. Talk about one person living multiple men's life. He That's was a life-loving, fun-loving, exquisite sense of humor, exquisite. He was a role model we look up to, and he was a very savvy entrepreneur. He did not need recipes for success. However, he was the one rating them.
1: Wow. Um, so different I, I'm I've only got two minutes for my first break, but for someone who I met her last year, when she said to me, I cannot put words together, I shouldn't be speaking because I don't speak English, my first language, now she's like a professor that I can't get to be quiet. I am loving you to no end. You are this beautiful, beautiful, phenomenal energy. And Ms. Edit, from all the way across the pond, we are a very large international company. We go from Croatia to the Amazon River to Australia, we're all over the world. Edit, how is your
6: life? Thank you, thank you Forbes. Thank you for having me here. It's a pleasure. It's always an honor to be around you and around these amazing people. And Steve, he he just shifted so many lives. He's elevated so many people to a different level, to a the higher level. And I just love that he knows how to stand out of the competition. You know, that was, I think, his strengths. The quality, what he used when he marketed, the actually the, the amount of work that he put in. But the uh, standing out of the competition with his unique way of, of be, uh, doing the things, he, how he actually created his his uh, empire because it's an empire, you know, uh, and then and it it's just amazing and then i Wait, no, one I,
1: second well, we yeah. have we have a, for our first break this is a live radio show guys i appreciate that you're tuning in we're going to get to some content in this next uh segment i just want to make sure that i introduced everybody we're going to go to a quick commercial break and we come back we're going to find out what does it mean to have unique specific habits for success every single day don't go away this is the forbes factor we'll be right back
0: America Variety Channel.
3: This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired.
0: Listening to the Forbes Factor. To call in with a question or comment, please call 1 866 472 5795. That's 1 866 472 5795. Or send an email to Forbes at ForbesRiley.com. Now back to the show. Here's Forbes Riley.
1: Hey, everybody, and welcome, welcome, welcome back to the Forbes Factor, which I'm actually writing a book about what Forbes factor means from foundation to focus, to organization, to releasing past whatever, to believing and then just starting. I'm very excited about this book, so stay tuned and watch for that. Uh, One of my book inspiration actually comes from a woman who came to me to write a book. Funny how life happens. Miss Mel Mason, uh, you are the clutter queen. Talk to me about what does it mean to have daily habits?
3: First, let's correct the story. Remember Forbes, I never wanted to write a book. That was you telling me what I needed coming into OPP. If I want to get on other people's platforms, I need a book. (laughs) And my response was an expletive. Let's put it that way. But I got it done in seven weeks. So I took your coaching. So that's what I want to talk about. That's my habit is that I don't go it alone. There are no self-made millionaires. I hire coaches, but more importantly, I take the coaching when they coach me because I'm paying for their advice. So I work with multiple coaches. Forbes is one of them. I went through all of her trainings and it's because of her that I'm an international best-selling author. I wrote my own book and I have my own TV show. All of that came from working with Forbes Riley. And I have other coaches that I do other things with, but it's because I'm willing to invest in myself and take the coaching that I have the successes that I do. That's the most And important. I will tell you and honor you of, I just taught a class today where I had a, the class lesson was
1: do the homework. Why am I at this point in our lives telling people they have to do the homework? Uh, we were working on creating clubhouse profiles and half of my students, number one, did not post their profile in our Facebook group. And I'm thinking, why not? And then they had all these excuses. Well, because life got in the way but and I, you know what I decided? I'm gonna have a new title, Forbes Riley, Bullshit Excuse Buster. You give me some bullshit excuse, I'm gonna fucking bu- I'm gonna bust it. Because I cannot stand Why why are you telling me your excuses? And they tell them like it's a badge of honor. Well, you know, I I had surgery and I had this and I I asked me if I care. I didn't ask for that. You can be an adult and say life got in the way. I didn't, I'm not doing it. But we like to, we think somebody cares about our excuses. You, my girlfriend, have no excuses. You just like get it done. You're inspiring as all get out. And who knew that a student would inspire the teacher? But... I love the way Mel's approach to doing those things is what allows you to be that clear in your focus, Ms. Mel?
3: I am the clutter expert. So I clear the clutter in my own life consistently on a daily basis because it never ends because we're human and we always go through trauma and loss and have experiences that cause us pain and suffering that we don't necessarily deal with in the moment. So learning how to release all that and be present for all of that creates the space for me to be able to be open and willing to take the coaching and implement it. And because I have the space inside, I don't have all this resistance that I have to fight to get the stuff done.
1: So your daily habit, by the way, we are live now on Facebook. Say hi to all Facebook friends and fans. Uh, and joining us is now also Whitney Wiley. So Ms. Mel Mason, your one habit for success might be what? Hire a coach and listen. Ooh, well, I'm going to take that, no, but not just hire any coach. Yeah, hire a coach and listen to the coach. And by the way, here's the thing that you can do. I'm a huge fan of never having two coaches at the same time. That's like trying to ride two horses. Get a coach, do what they say, enjoy it all, and then get to your next coach. Yes
3: two coaches for the same thing, but having multiple coaches for different things. Like you were my on camera and working on my pitch. And then I have a separate business coach. And then I was working with someone else for other things. So different coaches for different things. but don't have two business coaches. Definitely not
1: at the same time, but I love that invest in your coaches. And I will tell you what Mel's a walking, talking success story because of that. Any final words now that Whitney has joined us that you want to share about your experience of
3: how Steve impacted your life? He was just such an amazing human being. I love the way he showed up. My time with him was far too short. It was just a little over a year that I knew him and it went by way too fast. And just so honored to have met him and to have been influenced by him and to be able to see into his brain a little bit and see what he does and just want to be more like him, you know, and, and the way that he shows up and the way that he responds and the way that he's there and just, He's just an amazing human being and he's severely missed.
1: Well, I love you very much, Miss Mel, and I cannot wait to see you in person very soon. Love you too. Right, I know you got to jump. Miss Inga Goodman. That. Thank you. Thank you, my girl. Uh, one habit for success that you want to share with all of us?
5: I personally believe that habits are super, super important to us because uh, they literally govern the way you live and they are responsible for the outcome uh, of your life. And there is a difference between successful person and not so much is a set of habits that one employs, right? And uh, I'm a huge fan. I talk about habits all the time. And the one that I I, I am promoting uh, heavily is a habit to dress up daily for no reason and change clothes that you wear. The reason why it's a habit that's been long forgotten by all of us uh, due to pandemic and uh, Zoom business and, and online business. And uh, this is something very important because most of the time we underestimate what relation and correlation uh, your outfit that you wear has to the outcome in your day and your performance and your mood and your subconscious and so on and so forth. Just to demonstrate the important, guys, I am here on Zoom wearing my heels. I don't want to look like... I'm not even wearing pants. This is so important. No, just kidding. Yeah, this is so important, but you're a professional. I talk about women who want to change their life forever and ever. And believe me, this change starts in your closet by elevating your style. Okay, I have to share something with
1: you. You'd be so incredibly proud. So my daughter is 18 years old. She runs a company, but she runs it in sweatpants because she's 18, right? We're in San Diego this last week with her and my son. They've never bought like nice clothes. They've also, we've lived in a house for two years because of COVID. And so we're going to this event. So we go shopping and we went first, we went to this beautiful secondhand store. And I'm going to tell you something. There are designer secondhand stores everywhere. If you want the, some really beautiful clothes, this is one of my habits. Find the ones locally to your neighborhood because people who have a lot of money wear an outfit once and then they don't want to wear it again. You want that. I just got a St. John's suit, a $2,000 suit for $125. Like, you're Like like, oh my gosh, it's gorgeous. But McKenna, tried on a pencil skirt, tried on a jacket, tried on a suit. I watched my beautiful daughter become a woman in a dressing room. And then she went to this event and she wore the little slingback shoes and she looks like a million dollars. And my son bought some clothes. He's like, mom, this is like a hundred dollars. I'm like, it's okay, baby. You're allowed to buy this because we haven't bought clothes in a while. And they looked so beautiful and they were taken seriously. And so I'm going to honor you, Inga. Your habit of dressing up daily for no reason is my new motto.
5: Yes. Wear whom you want to become. You want to become a queen, put your crown on. That's my uh, last statement for today. I I love that. Well, guys, I don't know if you know, but I have a new newsletter coming
1: out. We're calling it Forbes Factor Friday, but it is brought to you by the queen of, of pitch. And while I was in Anne's studio, she has a crown. And where do you see this branding? One of my parts of my newsletter is called Rants from the Throne. Hello. The other part is going to be my royal court. So anyone who does something wonderful each week, from my students and my friends, you will all get highlighted in this newsletter. And I'm hoping it to be just this wonderful and just warm, fuzzy, amazing thing. So funny that you would say put your crown on because I did. <laughs> and Anne Landstrom is the world's greatest branding photographer. She will be here for my event live, by the way. And uh, I got to tell you, she can transform how you look and feel as a human being, but the clothes are uber important. Inga, we love you. Mr. Fred Moskowitz, one of your habits for success.
4: Oh, wow. It's so hard to, uh, to pick one, but something that is top of mind for me all of you have participated in one habit book in one habit books. And I want to congratulate all of you for taking action and deciding to, to be a contributing author, right? I want to congratulate all of you for taking action because think about this, think about all the people in your circle and your world that your friends and, and everyone you speak with. A lot of people talk about taking action, But who actually does it, right? People want more. They dream about it. But then they blame the president. They blame the economy. And they don't take action. But you did, right? And that is so important. When an opportunity presents itself, if it feels right, if it's in in alignment with what you want, go for it. Make it happen push through the obstacles, and that's exactly what all of you did. So I wanted to acknowledge that and congratulate all of you.
1: I love you for saying that. Uh, I am actually talking to the powers that be to see if we can't continue that concept. So, Fred, you know what? We did create a community um, because of Steve's love and unbelievable hard work and dedication. We're going to hear from one of his other very supportive partners, Ms. Whitney, down there about how – It all came in in a whoosh, scooped all of us up. I asked you guys if you wanted to be part of this. 100 of you said yes in 24 hours, and we went on a roller coaster ride. And I'll tell you something that's interesting is it wasn't as easy to find authors for this last book that I did as it was for the first two. And I think it's the quality of people that I associated with. You guys all just jumped in, and you didn't need to be sold anything. You just saw the value and went for it. So, I love that you honored all of us, Fred. What's your one habit for getting stuff done every day?
4: My one habit is break break it down into small small chunks. Sometimes you get busy, you can't uh, dedicate as much time as you hoped, but even if you take a small step each day, right? What Maybe it's only 10 or 15 minutes you dedicate to a goal or a task you're working on. But if you take a small step each day, that is going to build momentum for you. You're going to feel better. You're going to feel the accomplishment. You're going to be inspired to push, push and do more. And before you know it, you look back and say, wow, look at all the progress I've made. And that is the one habit.
1: That's actually a beautiful habit. I call that the sailboat. That one degree off over time will get you in a very different place. But I also think that, life. everybody wants to get on the motorboat. I just want to get there. Turns out there are no motorboats. Nobody has a motorboat. But everyone has a sailboat, and sailboats suck. Because they, they you go, you're like, I'm going there, and you get blown off course. You course correct, you go, I'm going to go there, and bam, you miss it again. And if you just honestly learn how to course correct quickly, you ultimately get somewhere you never get where you think you're going because there's too many things in the way. But you get really close. Sometimes you overshoot it and get more. Sometimes you get, let, but you got to get there. You got to at least be going forward. So thank you, Mr. Fred, so much. Whitney, welcome to the stage. I want to well, just thank you. Have you join our beautiful family here? Great we are now. We are now talking about what your one habit
7: to success is. I think the most important habit, and there are. Lots of very important habits, um, but the most important habit is to know who you are, be who you are, and show up as you are, um, and trust that you are good enough as you are. And to the degree that you are not quite where you want to be, take action, as Fred said, right? Be willing to take action look at who you are, have that self-awareness, make adjustments um, to be who you are and, and, and do that. And um, I think a lot of people that are unhappy and, and having challenges in life and we are stressed with people who are not happy in all areas of their life is because they're living other people's dreams and expectations and rather than knowing who they are, what's important to them, what their dreams, their vision is for their life and living that. What do you do to stay happy? I just decide that I'm going to be happy. <laughs> I, I it, honestly, it has been as simple as that. There was a period of my of time um, about 15 years ago, and I sort of looked up at been through a divorce, bad custody battle, Um, I was single, did not want to be single, was finding it very difficult. I live in Sacramento, California. It's sort of a family um, town, uh, government, you know, everybody works for the government. And after work, people scattered and went back to the suburbs to go home. Um, And I was here single, really unhappy. And um, I was hanging with a friend who I wanted to be more than a friend, but who wasn't interested in that at all. And we were out at dinner, and after dinner that evening, I came home, and I was like, if you continue along this path, you're going to look back when you're 80 and have been miserable your entire adult life. And I just decided that wasn't the life that I wanted to live for the next you know, 40 something years and just said, you know what, I'm going to be happy, I'm going to be happy, I'm going to um, figure out what it is I want my life to look like the things I want to do the people I want to be around, and then I'm going to do that. And, you know, crap happens. And, you know, I'm just going to bounce back from the crap. Uh, At that point, I had lost my son, my only son, um, and that gives you some perspective about life, right? When you, you know, As we're going through this um, about Steve and, and losing Steve in our life, death has a way of giving us perspective about life and opportunities to be introspective. And it makes us face our own mortality. And that's what happened after the death of my son. And so, you know, I see things a a lot differently than I did before his passing and a lot differently than most of the people uh, in my life because they haven't um, experienced something that, that digs so deep in their soul that they're like, you know, I have to make some changes and do things differently.
1: Wow, I did not know that about you. You and Rosemary have that in common. Uh, I've come to understand a lot of our friends have a lot of these things in common that you just never, you don't know about a person. Um, You know? And I give you a lot of kudos. I did some work in terms of counseling people who were in your situation. And there's a word for when you lose your parents, you become an orphan. Your husband and wife, you become a widow, widower. There actually is no word when you lose a child.
7: You know, one of the things that helped me the most um, with that is that that identity doesn't change, right? Um, My sister gave me a gift. Um, I think it was a Christmas gift, not a birthday gift. It was a silver box, a pill box. And it said, I'm always a mother, right? And so it, it was the reminder that regardless of what happened, um, I am always a mother and I get to live in that. And so I think it's, it may be best not to change that identity and strip that w- away because that suggests that that never was. And we have to live life with the cars that we're dealt. It, it, All right, so I have a, we have no other minutes, way. We have two minutes to a break. I just want to
1: interrupt real quick. And I actually have a question Perfect. when you guys come back. You just, because of what you just said... I was at an event the other night, and as I'm talking, I'm meeting these people, obviously my personality and who I am shows up, but I found myself taking out my phone to show who I am or how impressive I am or video of me. And I was driving yesterday and thought, do I need to show that because I need them to know who I am or why do I do I do that or why do I need to or do I need to do that to establish that I've created this and this is who I am, but you wouldn't know it. So that's an interesting question. We come back. I'd love your feedback on that. Uh, we have uh, to jump off right now to our audience, our beautiful sponsors. And I want to say thank you guys very much. We're we'll back right after this message. Don't go away.
3: We don't follow, we lead. Join us the Voice America Influencers Channel.
0: Sophia and her guests are doing this every day and are sharing how you can step into this power, too. Listen to Sovereign Self every Monday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Influencers Channel.
3: Change starts here. Change starts now. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel.
0: are listening to the Forbes Factor. To call in with a question or comment, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. Or send an email to Forbes at ForbesRiley.com. Now back to the show. Here's Forbes Riley. Hey
1: everybody, we are talking about your daily habits for success, what makes you who you are, a little bit of how to get through the tough times has been laced in here. This is a very challenging time. I love being the host of the show, but I'm having such an—I've never had such a hard time talking in my entire life. Uh, Ms. Barb, what's a habit that you use to be successful?
2: One of the habits, actually, that I use to be successful is something that Steve has taught me. When we did the post-COVID book, and he gave me a week. <laughs> to edit a hundred (laughs) chapters. I was like, okay, I'll go for it, but I'm not sure I can. And I've kind of reflect back on that. And it's like, I was able to do something I never thought was even humanly possible. And I did it. And I believe I did a very good job of it. And so when you're talking about habits that make you more successful it's to push yourself you know you think you you well you can get so far but you can go further i i just finished going through a a very stressful move no sleep 48 hours of lifting packing moving and your spin gym gave me the strength to lift stuff let me tell you and we just kept pushing And I think that that has really become a habit of mine is to push and not push others, but to push myself to, to my limits. Because as we, as we're building our muscles within our mind, they only get bigger if we push ourselves beyond. I do have one other thing that I'd like to share. And that is Steve, Steve always served others he really I mean we've all spoken about it where you know you can text him email him and he's bang it doesn't matter what time day and night he would get back to you very quickly and that's what he did was he served us and that is a habit that I've tried to mix into my life over you know for my whole life but now it's it's shifted a little bit, and I really want to serve. I want to serve other people because I have things that I can help others with. And, and that's what I'm, I'm putting out there. And I really thank Steve for being who he was in allowing us to become a community that is very tight-knit. I, I'm quite confident that if I picked up the phone and called any of the authors in any of the books, that they would accept my call.
1: You know they would. You know they would. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's funny. I hadn't pushed this hard to get 150 authors into a book as fast as we did. Um, he just inspired me to keep going. My habit is show up. My habit is that when you don't feel like showing up, you show up. Last year when we were doing our Excelli Awards, at the last minute one of, my, one of my hosts of the red carpet got very ill, ended up in the hospital actually, oh, literally within an hour, and Steve just jumped in, just showed up. Uh, I don't know that we're all willing to show up no matter what, uh, and just when people invite you to something, show up. When you say you're going to go somewhere, show up beyond time. Just create, you know, a level of excellence in your life. I'm looking forward to this year's excellies. I think uh, I think we need to celebrate. We need to party a little bit as a group. I was watching last year, and we created something so phenomenal. I'm looking at the music videos of all you silly guys. You have <laughs> I don't think you remember all the things that you did. We all did it so fast. We're out there doing music videos, and we're laughing, and we're doing backgrounds, and it was incredible. Um, so this year, I'm looking forward to your support. To all of you out there uh, in my Voice America family, thank you guys for showing up every Wednesday to be live participants. We're, we're heard all around the world. And I know this was a little bit of disjointed. And if you did not know Steve, you missed out. I invited almost everybody I knew to be part of these books, and I got turned down all over the place. That was very hard for me. I'm not used to getting turned down. I'm not used to, well, not used to working that hard either. That was uh, another thing that he taught me. Who picks up the phone within like all the time or returns phone calls in 20 minutes or an hour? I'm like, you can't get me for 72 hours if you're lucky. He did all of that. I mean, I guess he walked his walk about happiness and happy achievers and all the things that he believed in. And I also think that he found his stride, and I know that he was very happy, and I think that's important. He was happy with all of us, happy where this was going, and that does my heart good because we helped him fulfill his dream, which might not have happened if we hadn't all intersected last year when we did. So not many of us get to say that, that you actually live the dream. So my other thought is, as a habit, is ask yourself daily, what do you want? And do that. What do you want? Do you want to be happy? Do you want to be carefree? Do you want to not pay a mortgage? Do you want to live your life on your own terms? Whatever it is that you want, just check in with yourself and do that and have integrity when you say you're going to do something with other people. Um, and I'm going to ask for some closing thoughts. So let's start with Fred.
4: Thank you. Thank you. Well, wow, closing thoughts, uh, we, we've covered a lot of ground today on, on this program, and uh, my, my closing thought, it, I, I want to take the, the lessons learned, the things I've learned from being around Steve and watching him and watching the way he, he worked and and utilize some, some of those lessons. I mean, so, so valuable the way he, he interacted with people, the way he was so down to earth and always willing to help and serve others. He was a true servant leader. And you could see that just from observing how, how he was, I mean, so much, so much lessons. Something I always seek to do is to be around amazing people and watch watch how they are and you you learn so much and there's always things you can pick up and incorporate into what you do on a day-to-day basis
1: thank you it's been an honor knowing you Whitney uh I wouldn't have met you if this hadn't all happened so uh I honor you and I treasure you for all that you've gone through with us what a year uh-huh
7: It has been, absolutely. Um, I think my parting thought would be, and this is probably the biggest lesson that I learned in my interaction with Steve, something that I know needed to be done, but he was a living example of this, and that is I don't know that he did it afraid, but I know that he did it when he didn't have all the answers, right? And he did it even though he knew it might not be perfect. And that the bottom line is to do it. If you have a vision and, or if you don't have a vision. First of all, you need to create a vision. <laughs> but once you have that vision, you don't need to have all the answers. And so he, you know, when he did the very first book before I had met him, um, he wanted to do a book and traditional publishing wasn't an option. He found, figured out how to publish that very first book. He didn't know what he was doing, but he's like, I wanted to publish a
2: book. And
7: he did it, right? And then he took that, he learned lessons from that and apply them to the next book. And then he learned lessons from that and applied them to the next book. And I would say, he would say the most recent book that was published wasn't perfect, um, but he was continuously trying to move to a place where everything was better and better. It was about excellence. It was about getting better, you know. Bringing Barb on last year was about up leveling the level, the, you know, the quality of the books and the writing. And so that's the thing that I have learned and that I will take with me always is, you know, whether I'm afraid or not, I feel like I have all the answers. Just take some action. It's the concept of ready, fire, aim. Take the action and then make adjustments as necessary, macro adjustments, micro adjustments, and then recalibrate and fire again, make the adjustments and keep going.
6: Wow, Ms. Edit. Yeah, so I think the biggest gratitude and honor for Steve would be if we continue his mission. If we actually able to continue this amazing mission and, and bring hobbits to people so they can change their life and then i love that how he actually put the book together that is not just lots of hobbits you know it's also a a really um, important way how to implement the hobbits it was a, a complete section about how to implement the hobbits so it was helping people to implement all of the hobbits which was included in the book so oh it was a beautiful way how it was put it together And 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 I love that. I I hoped when I came here a couple of weeks ago, I hoped I can meet him, you know. I hope that I can be there with him on the next uh, physical book lunch, you know, and and sign books together with him. But I'm sure he's watching us and and he's going to be very proud of us.
1: Oh, that's an interesting conversation, Whitney, about a book signing, which we've never done. I never met Steve. None of us did. What a crazy concept to love somebody this much that you've never actually held or met or shook their hands, or had dinner with, but I feel like he was my brother. How crazy is that? Miss Inga?
5: I have a very good advice. You can implement a good habit into your life by attaching a very positive emotion to it, not the negative, but the positive, right? Start having fun, and, st- and become curious. That's what I say. If something is not a uh, uh, You're not psyched about doing something. Just think about positive things that may come out of it. And speaking of happiness, I know we all want to be happy, but sometimes we have challenge figuring out how and what to do. Three things, guys. Sharing and helping others is happiness. Barb, just to what you said, you want to help others because that will make you happy, right? Then challenging yourself, guys. There is nothing better what will make you happy than challenging yourself not going to the bar not watching netflix but overcome a challenge oh god you will be over the moon and another thing is um getting things done crossing those uh, items off of your list the best uh, uh, recipe for uh, feeling happy
7: i
1: love that finishing is happiness that is definitely yeah. part of it miss barb
2: <laughs> well some of my parting thoughts would be focused around you know, working hard and pushing yourself. Steve pushed himself to the limit and it has made me reflect over the last few days about how hard and how hard I push myself at times. And I'm just going to just take a little bit of a step back and make sure that I'm taking care of myself so that I will have the ability and the the strength to continue striving for perfection. Earlier, you talked about you know happiness and whatnot and how do you become happy. If, often if you ask me, how am I doing? I will tell you, I am super fantastic no matter how crappy I feel. Because when those words come out of my mouth, I feel better. And the person who is receiving those words, it almost always puts a smile on their face. So on that, I hope you all have a super fantastic day. You know, it's so
3: funny.
1: I love you guys more than I've ever loved anybody. It's just interesting. I am kind of an emotional mush. Our show is coming to an end. We've got a minute left. I want to say thank you to all of you who've supported everything that we've done, supported your own personal greatness. It's been a joy and a pleasure to watch this. And then I guess the question is we should all live such a full life that we touch enough people who wanna celebrate it with us because of us, around us, and for us. So that comes from giving more than you get. You know, that's been part of my motto for the longest time. And I love that you are my friends, my family, and let's take this to the next level. I will see you soon, whether it's in Mastermind, which we do on Wednesday nights. If you're listening to this live, we have a memorial plan for Steve. And if this is videotaped, do me a small favor, hug your family. Tell the people that you love, that you love them. Don't forget. And make the very best out of this life that we've given. My motto is, we may only live once. If we do it right, once is enough. I'm Forbes Riley. Thank you for joining me on today's Forbes Factor. See you guys again next week.